Welcome to the Fitness Business Collective show where we talk about high ticket secrets. I'm your host, Scott Carpenter. As always with me, my excellent co-host, Jeff Burlingame. This is the show for you if you want to be in the top 5% of fitness entrepreneurs. But we have all had our tough times as a business owner. How do you know when to persevere through tough times? And how do you know when it's time to give up and move on? That's what we're going to talk about today. But before we get to that, this episode is brought to you by PT Legends. Fitness entrepreneurs and gym owners, chances are you have been stuck for a while and haven't figured out how to break through the next level with revenue and more importantly, profitability. PT Legends teaches you how to bolt on high ticket transformational programs as an additional offering and sell it at two to $8,000 as just a nine week program without changing your business model whatsoever. It's kind of like adding a mentorship option, including lifestyle, nutrition, and accountability to your clients that need more than workouts. The average coach, not just the best ones, the average coach that goes through the PT Legends program brings in ten dollars to $30,000, yes, you heard that right, in new business every month. We're talking life-changing results in your business in just 8 to 12 weeks. Jeff, I know you know quite a few people who have, have been legends with PT Legends. What have you seen from, or who do you know? Like Lakin and Deontay, I think. You know them, right? Yeah. So I, I worked with them a long time since like they transitioned from working as trainers at a CrossFit gym to doing their own thing. So throughout that entire transition, then they paired up with you guys and literally the results were astronomical. Like they shot up the leaderboard at that company that we worked with, the largest gym mentorship company in the world, pretty much like they were dominating everybody on the planet. It was insane, like literally on the planet, because it's everybody within that big yeah. gigantic organization. And they're all running the same kind of gyms. These guys didn't even have a gym, dude. Like, you know that they were operating out of their freaking basement and garage. Yeah. And they were just nuts. It was insane. So I was like, okay, well, obviously there's something going on here. And then yeah. eventually down the line, we met up, of course. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're crushing it, man. So everybody definitely should check that out. It's yeah. insane. They're, they're, they're nuts. And, and now they're opening up their actual physical location too. But yeah, they mm -hmm. were crushing actual gyms working out of their friggin' garage and basement. It's, it's nuts. But oh. so anyways, if you want to learn more about how to bolt on a transformation program into your gym, whether you're a gym owner, a personal trainer, across a gym, a fitness kickboxing gym, whatever you are, go to ptlegends.com, www.ptlegends.com. Okay, so now let's get back to the episode. So we're talking about tough times, right? I'm pretty sure we labeled this episode by Kenny Rogers. It's uh, no one to hold them, no one to fold them. Uh, That's because, right. I don't know I if mean, you've heard that song. You guys, if you haven't, go look it up right now on Spotify, Amazon Music, whatever. Give old Kenny some listens, all right, please? Um, yeah, this, this came up because obviously everybody's in kind of like run and panic the whole world right now is kind of that that meme, all of our favorite meme, if you, you guys will recognize this when I say it, it's the dog drinking coffee in the burning house. It's like everything is fine. That's literally the world right now. What, what we, we looked at cryptocurrency before this? We just looked at <laughs> cryptocurrency because Jeff mentioned it. I'm like, oh, because I knew I know it's down. Like stock markets are down like 20%. Yeah. So it was like crypto and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm not a big crypto guy. Uh, but but he mentioned that it was doing worse. So I'm like, oh, we got, I got to curiosity. I got to look this up. Right. They're all down on average. They're down at least like 50% Dogecoin's down like 80%. I'm like, holy shit to the moon. Guess not. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's wow. not good. So it feels like, and you know, every economist, et cetera, and their mother is saying like, here, hold tight. It's a recession coming up. Right. So 
All yeah. of us business owners obviously get a little tight in the pants. We're, you know, we're scared. We're panicky. What does this mean for us? What are we going to do? What could possibly happen to the business? And the funny thing is right before you hit record, we started having a conversation and then we had to shut it off. Right. <laughs> Cause I was like, dude, we've already lived through a recession. And mm -hmm. I don't, I, I was asking you, it turns out I, I, I just remembered. So that's like 2008, 2009, I was I did not own the business yet. I started my business a few years later, but at the time I was running um, a, a pretty large section of like uh, subcontracting personal training companies. So I was running those throughout the state of Michigan, uh, branched out a little bit, and then a few years later I went out and ran like the whole East Coast division for another very large gym company. Um, but what about you? Like, did you have a business at that time? I didn't have a business at the time. I picked the perfect time to quit my nice, cushy corporate job, which I hated. <laughs> move to a state and get into and become a personal trainer at a big box gym. So that was August of yeah. 2008 when I started my career as a personal trainer, which nice. that was what? A couple months before the big meltdown started. It was like right at that time. Yeah. It was like right or like, like a couple months. Yeah. It was a 2008, I think. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, this is nice. Right. And even at Lifetime <laughs> Fitness, you saw revenues like I can't remember what it was at that time. Yeah, I'll probably get sued just for, for thinking about it. <laughs> so why did um, you say their name? I think uh, it was like Lifeline Flatness. <laughs> like high like 200s a month with all the PT revenues and stuff like that yeah. in the different forums. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it, it, it like I think it got like cut in half for a while. Like it was it Insane. was not good. Um, that, yeah. what a time to start, but Hey, I mean, that's great. You know, give me the yep. words at times and, uh, not a bad thing. And then, so yeah, whether that one and then, uh, did, did well, you know, and got promoted through it and all that kind of stuff. It's just harder. That's all. And yeah. then, and then obviously COVID right. Had I, five, I feel like we five, five locations shut down. So that's, that's nice. This right. is fine. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. See that our whole life embodies that meme right now. But yeah, I mean, living through owning a business and living through COVID, it's pretty insane already. So I'll say this first off, just to start the episode off, if you guys have owned a business and you lived through COVID, first of all, probably don't worry too much about a recession. Like we're going to talk about yeah. some some stuff and like how to handle the panic and whether or not you should you know, fold them or hold them, right? That's that's the whole point of the episode. I want to share some stories with you guys, uh, different things that we've experienced through the time. Uh, what we experienced through COVID, for example, or through the recession, obviously we didn't own our businesses at that time. Definitely knew some business owners and we happened to both like transition kind of career paths at that time too, um, which is very, very interesting, right? And, and like I, I had been privy to maybe some larger corporations at the time and like what they experienced with that. But I, I think the the point of the episode today is going to be to have you guys take a little introspective look, right? So take a, a deep dive into your own business. Am I really experiencing like this whole place burning down or is this just like tough times? And you know, like tough times tend to lead to great times as long as you do the right thing. So now might be a time to take a step back, try to take a look at the overall organization and maybe make some uh, strategic changes that can help propel you forward following said potential recession. Like yeah. it's probably going to happen. Okay. Is it going to affect the fitness industry? It did last time, but I don't think it affected it nearly as bad as most other industries because at the same time, like we all need our mental and physical well-being, right? Everybody needs, they need something to do. Like 
people are not just going to lose weight over a recession. It's going to be the opposite. I, ironically, and- <laughs> like with, with recessions. Um, and I remember, yeah, I, I, I knew this, this one guy, this couple guys and they had a gym and they wanted to have, you know, the low price group stuff because they yep. wanted a recession because this was coming after like 2008 and right. nine. And they're like, I want to build a, you know, recession proof. <laughs> Guys, the people paying you 100 or 200 bucks a month, those are the first ones that are gone in a recession. Newsflash. Absolutely. Just because yeah. it's more affordable doesn't mean they're going to stay with you. They are the first people gone. Typically, mm-hmm. the ones looking for the cheapest options, they're the ones complaining the most, yada, yada, yada. Well, think about it. It's like the cost of a cable bill, right? So yeah. it's like, what am I going to cut? My internet, which is required for me to do everything in my life, or my gym? Got yeah. the gym, dude. It's gone. I'll, I'll work out from home on the internet that I still pay for. <laughs> but guys, if, if these are personal training clients or better yet, you have them on a high ticket program. Like we, we, we do a lot of high ticket stuff, right? Yep. So, so I can compare because I've had all these different models. Mm-hmm. The ones who are going to stick to the ones who are paying the most far and away, multiple times higher than your least paying clients. Those are the ones who are actually going to be able to weather the storm and stick with you. Those are the yeah. ones usually with a very secure jobs a lot of disposable income. And those are the ones who will help you get through the tough times. It's mm-hmm. the exact opposite of what people think. Yeah. I mean, but it's, it's just who you're attracting. And, you know, I've had clients that we've had for 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. PT, PT clients, high ticket clients that we've had for 10, a decade that pay their bill every month and never complain, except once when she's like, there are no tissues in the bathroom and I feel like I pay enough to be able to have tissues in the bathroom. Well, you're not wrong, Susan, right? We'll get <laughs> so some you, tissues in the so bathroom. You, you're not you wrong. Hire, you hire a tissue girl and like, she just follows her around. She's like, oh, do you need, do you need one? And she just started like throwing tissues at her. Well, yeah, Dude, like, it, it, you, it, you brought it, up it, like the, the first major point there though, is, is that everybody right now that's listening, you need to ask yourself, do you have a high ticket service? Obviously we're the high ticket secrets podcast like that is our focus is on high ticket because we've done the math we know it makes the most sense if you're listening to this and you're just like high ticket curious or maybe you have a high ticket service <laughs> dude, yeah we got a we got a phrase for that now <laughs> like that's that's pretty good I, listen you're high on the ticket fence curious you're high ticket curious right it's fine just admit it and move forward and maybe just create a high ticket program right but that's the first step it's like if you have a low barrier offer and like, that's what everybody takes me, whether it's, it's you or your sales guys are just not confident enough in selling the, the mid to high ticket options that you have. And you're just selling majority low barrier. You're in trouble. Like if it's 80, 20 low barrier to high ticket, you're in trouble. You need to, and there's a term for this, which I really like, which is called the stratification model or the stratification of your business. So if you have a stratified business, it means that you have multiple revenue streams coming from multiple sources. So you're not just, let's say, let's take CrossFit. Let's pick on CrossFit for a second. So group exercise format. If you are all group, you're only CrossFit, like only group fitness, you don't do PT, you don't do nutrition, you're like, hell no, this is everything they need. It's an all-in, unlimited everything plan. It's 180 bucks a month, okay? Even though nationwide, even worldwide, that's kind of on the higher end of group services, it's still not nearly good enough. And what's going to happen is exactly what happened to me. Like non-recession scenario even, I ran six-week transformation challenges and I would pump 
50 people at a time. I would just run sales appointments nonstop. I would sign a whole bunch of people up. I'd fill up a group. I'd be running 50 ladies through this like weight loss transformation for six weeks. And then I'd convert them to memberships at like 25% conversion because that's the best you could do. And that was a company oh, average wow. for that. Yeah, this this was, uh, I don't think the company exists anymore, but I won't even say their name, but there's a six week challenge company. That was the standard conversion rate, right? So 25% of those 50 ladies, they come in, they join the gym. I run six, seven of those. I end up with like this pack of like 40, 50 ladies uh, added to my membership. My membership's at 100 people. So half of my people are from this transformation challenge. Then what happens when I stop running the transformation challenges? What do you think, Scott? You already know what happened. Yeah, I think everybody goes away. They all left. There you go. So a non-recession scenario, I dumped half my business. <laughs> like yeah. that, that can happen. And that happened because I was focused too much on group. Yeah. And you know who else loves, loves group is all the Groupon hoppers. Oh, oh yeah, my we'll gosh. Do this one for a while. We'll do that one for a while and we'll yep. do this. Wonderful. You know, and, and it's just, it, it's, <laughs> it's horrible. I've done it all. You guys have done it all. Like, listen, I ran Groupon. That's how I started my business because I, you know, just listened to a quote unquote, more experienced partner of mine at the time who helped me start my first CrossFit gym. And uh, during that time, he was like, look, we need to just get an influx of people and then we'll raise the rates, blah, blah, blah. You know, the standard, like, quote unquote, practice for Grouponing. So he goes, we're running Groupon. So we ran it for 35 bucks. They come in, they do a month, and then they flip and they sign up for our membership, which he wanted at 85 bucks a month. So we ran it for 85 bucks a month. And again, conversion was about 20, 25%. And then once I got them in, they're only at 85 bucks. Yeah, and, and the they, retention on them was trash. What you have to was, take account is that you do also have extra expenses because you have to go out to the hardware store and you got to get a trough delivered so you can sit at home and just cry tears into this giant trough yeah, about how exactly. shitty that model is. You know, and your, your liquor cabinet is, you know, constantly empty because you're just draining every single bottle every single week. You know, it, it's not a fun way to live. You're constantly on the precipice of what essentially is the feeling of a recession that we're all approaching, right? Yeah. That is where you live your life if you group on and if you don't stratify your business. So what we're saying with high ticket secrets is obviously you should flip that percentage. So it should be 80, 20 high ticket to low barrier. You should be selling more of the mid to high level services that you can potentially offer. And you would benefit more from a stratification model. So could you add other services, other features, other, other value offers uh, to your plate? Right. What, what else could you put in there? Could you offer nutrition? Could you do that separately? Could you do remote coaching? Could you do in-home training? Like what other options could you have? Because you mentioned a term that, you know, people are probably floating around like right now, uh, recession proof. How do you make something recession proof? Well, I mean, having a variety of offers and, you know, just uh, various ways that you can bring revenue in is, is a pretty safe bet. Because if one of those streams just completely gets cut off, you People still, still have seeing that with large group things. models from COVID. A lot yeah. of large group models have not recovered to the large one to like since the pandemic. They have not, um, which yeah. is scary. But but bringing it back into like this, like should I hold or should I fold thing? Mm -hmm. And I just got off a call with with some gym owners where we we talked about this. Like we have. As an entrepreneur, you're going to get hit with that scarcity mindset. You're going to get hit with oh, that. Yeah. It's that fear, right? You've got these fixed expenses. You might have loans. You mm -hmm. probably have a personal guarantee 
on your spot. You've got bills, you've got car payments, you've got a mortgage or rent that you're mm -hmm. unsure of if you can make sometimes. It's very scary. Um, it's very easy to get gun shy about investing in your business. I just had it with, with like Rome. He's looking to get in a second location and great. He's been looking and he's about to sign the lease. It's probably going to happen tomorrow, mm -hmm. but you get hit with that wave of, oh shit. You know what I mean? Oh shit. You know, it's I, I'm in around. on all of this extra expense and you get worried yep. and that's going to happen. It's normal. So first of all, if you're ever experiencing that and you're just like, God, I don't know if I can keep doing like that stuff is normal. If you're, if you're struggling now, if you have in the past, you're going to in the future, you're going to get hit with these ways. We're like, man, I don't think I have what it takes to get through this. I don't know enough. I don't know what I'm doing. I should have never left my job. All of these things are normal. Mm -hmm. Guys, like I have, I had wished I'd not left my lifetime job. I'd wish like if I could just go back in time and not quit and just be there. I probably had that thought at least a couple dozen times in my first few, few years of business ownership. At least, oh yeah, same. At least, yeah, absolutely. And and like, I mean, to to be open with this, I've quit quite a few jobs. I've made quite a few transitions because, I mean, if I'm being completely honest with, honest with myself, you know, life is kind of this constant journey of like finding that that need and purpose in life, right? Like, so every three four years, I you know, I am well, actually constantly, I'm going like, am I happy with what I'm doing? Do I feel like I'm having a big enough impact with the people that I'm working with? And could I do this for the next 30 years? If the answer is no, then I, I freaking bail. So I fold them, I'm out, right? And I've done that plenty of times. And I've made those career transitions. I went from being like, you know, working towards a area manager, regional manager, VP of sales for personal training kind of trajectory for four or five years ditched that was like, I'll run my own business, ran my CrossFit gym. Six years later, closed that, sold it for a profit. Well, didn't close it, still open, sold it for a profit. Those guys still run it. And then I went into mentorship. I did that for six years. And now I'm moving on to another higher level where I'm focusing on uh, specifically, rather than being a generalist, being a specialist, uh, mentoring in the sales field with the SOS Dojo. So, I mean, I get it. Like I've made these transitions. I've also bailed out on, you know, either those things that I've left or uh, attempted trajectories, right? I had a second CrossFit gym location and I had to pull the chute, get the heck out of there because my relationship with my partner was toxic. Um, you know, constantly feeling like they're not pulling their weight. They're not going to bring anything to the table that I couldn't bring myself. The location was too far away. Please don't make that mistake. It was just me traveling 45 minutes to get to this location. And that's Michigan minutes people. So that's actually 55 miles, not, you know, two, three miles <laughs> like in DC or something. Uh, it was a distance. So that sucked. And I just saw it going nowhere. So I pulled out, I lost money on that deal It is what it is. And, you know, that's kind of what we're getting at is like, what were, what were maybe like the feelings uh, or thought process that you went through? Did you run like a pros and cons list? Did you kind of look at like, what's the worst case scenario if I do this? So in my case, and then I want to hear from uh, your guy, cause you're, you're talking to him right now. Uh, and obviously it's, it sounds like he's still going into this second location, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So he's, so it's, he's, it's he's just choosing. A, it's just a in. momentary, like, it's scary, right? Small yeah. business is scary. You really don't oh, have that safety net. Um, you don't have it. And, and so that's what, like, I couldn't, I, 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 I was in a good position, like, 2000, I think it was maybe 16. That's when I was going through the worst, 
worst of my business ever, 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 ever. Yeah. And I had somebody that I trusted who was like employee number one who slept with a female trainer. So I, I was at another classic at this point, classic, classic um, move. Her friend was like the main <laughs> trainer there and oh, even better. Everybody. And so basically he imploded the entire location. It's all dude. It's and always I how known it goes him for years too. I'd known this guy for years. He did have his dad just die. His wife also, or girlfriend, fiance, backed out like a week before the wedding. So I'm like, you know, this was a guy who's he's fundamentally a good guy who's made some mm-hmm. bad decisions. Sure. And me being, and here's the thing, like in my defense, he hid so much. He was a different person to everybody he met. So I didn't see it right away. Instead of letting mm-hmm. him go, I let him run the location that I was at and moved over there to, to basically take this thing out of the red, right? Yeah. He proceeds to do the exact same thing. He sleeps with the female trainer over there, hides it. She hides it. Everything goes to hell in a handbasket. Everybody uh, leaves. Oh, and now I've got to fire him. And yeah. so now I have two locations that were fucking blown up. Excuse yeah. the language. As I'm like reliving these, right? It's language that is necessary for this situation. Like who, who could not say fuck in this situation? And it's like, how do I even fire him? I've got nobody there and I'm one person and I'm already going in and working 5 a.m.s and finishing at 8 p.m.s and Saturdays and Sundays to try and get these consoles in and get it going again it was by far the worst and I had like a one-year-old at the time it was by far the worst stage way worse than COVID here's the great thing if you're going through something guys little little tangent the horrible experiences that you've been through that and that you're go or if you are right now, they will make you better. They will make you stronger. This was such a low point in my life that when COVID hit, yes, it was scary, especially in those early days. But I'm like, I got this shit. I got it. I can get through this shit. Yeah. I've been through fucking worse than COVID. Exactly. This is early in the pandemic. So I am so looking back and I am very, very grateful. Yeah. Or those awful experiences because I know I can weather anything now. I know. No, I can exactly. And so it was such a great experience, which is very odd to say. And it was crazy because <laughs> like, there was so much that went on that was hidden. Yeah. That I found about it. I just felt like an idiot, you know, and I worked, I clawed my way out of it and mm-hmm. got them to the point where they're going good. And then the pandemic, um, when the pandemic hit, we that's when we shifted and learned how to bring high ticket coaching into the brick and mortar fitness business and just blew up our locations. And then it birthed PT legends and it changed everything, guys. Like I love the book by Ryan Holiday, The Obstacle is the Way. That is what yep. saves me going through 2016. Mm-hmm. I, I read the book. I listened to it on audiobook like six or eight times. Mm-hmm. It saved me from really the depths of the hell that I was in. And it's such a great book. And then the other thing was being on podcasts when other people that were successful shared their stories of their biggest mm-hmm. struggles. And I'm like, okay, I'm not the only one. And I'm it's not, not just a failure, you. right? Yeah. I'm not a failure. I can dig out of this. Other people have been there. Because you look at all these successful people and they usually just share how awesome they are, right? Because that's what social media is. They look at my G550, Right. Yeah. But that's something that I, I'm, I'm actually averse to. Like, I don't like that at all. I like the ones that are more raw and open and they'll mm-hmm. share 
their failures. Like if I don't hear about a failure from that person, I don't, I don't listen to that person. You can't trust them. Hopefully you you guys are the same. Right. Yeah. That's what we do on this show. Right. Like we're here saying this is a fitness business collective. We're offering these high ticket service secrets. Right. We can't effectively do that if we don't share the process that led us to this point. Right. You're what you're doing right now, Scott, is you're sharing the process that led you to that point. What led you to that point is you read a book like The Obstacle is Way. And I, I applaud you for listening to the audiobook multiple times because Ryan Holiday, no offense to him, is terrible at audiobooks. <laughs> like, you are not voice, wrong, sir. His voice will <laughs> zonk you out. <laughs> really bad. He's really bad. <laughs> Great dude. Amazing knowledge. Uh Daily Stoic, another one of my favorites. I can't I would, even you know, like I'm not a social media guy, but his reels yeah. pop up on my thing. Yeah. And I can't even get through like a, I'm like, Oh, cool. Cool. And just like fall asleep, but like it's extremely uh, effective uh, book to read. Like you guys need to definitely check this book out uh, with your audio book or you actually read the physical book, whatever works for you. Right. But the point is that you sort of looked at this as like, okay, everything is literally on fire. How shall I douse this fire and move forward from this, right? The the rising of the phoenix from the ashes, literally. And you and I, you've been there, I've been there, everybody in the FBC has been there, like, you know, same kind of idea as yours. Like, I had everybody leave my gym for 50% of my business, 50% of my revenue walks out the door, right? So you still have all fixed expenses, because guess what? They don't go anywhere. And this is why a lot of gyms and a lot of businesses in general closed during COVID, especially when local government was saying you can't operate, right? So if they had no choice to operate, I had a gym in Colorado with a $17,000 a month rent, right? You can't just make 17K appear out of nowhere and screw Colorado for being that expensive. Sorry, Coloradans, you guys are amazing. Wow, what's the square but, uh, footage on that? Your prices are garbage. Uh, it was, I think I want to say it was actually, it was pretty big. It was like nine or 10 K. Oh and so just again, but remember like the time when all the gyms were like, get bigger, go bigger. And yep. like Jason Kalipa came out and he's like, dude, just go 5k. And even 5k square feet guys That's we're talking big. about is still too big. My gym was 5k and I wish it was smaller because you can do just very smart things with a smaller space and be insanely effective you can run multiple appointments at once you can have group small group personal training like and that's kind of the high ticket service when it's smaller man yeah and then it it looks looks, busy you have like half of your space is empty you're not even utilizing half your space it's ridiculous so yeah everybody was going massive and therefore you hit the pandemic and yeah we collapse like we have to close down so i went through that experience pre-pandemic lose half the revenue my lead guy did not sleep with a member. Although the funny thing is both of my guys that, that led the gym eventually bought the gym from me. Uh, they both married members. So I'll just say like, they were, you know, they went the right way with my members, <laughs> They married members and uh, it's awesome. they got great family and kids and all that stuff now. But uh, during that time, like my main guy was shopping gym spaces. He was going to quit and open his own gym down the street and compete. Like, mm-hmm. and it was just all a miscommunication. So that, that's what happened in 2016 too. They got one of the guys that got pissed off. He started up around the corner and yeah. Yeah. 
And I know these, you, you listeners, like I know you guys, if you own a gym, if you own a fitness business, you've probably experienced or at least been around that type environment. That's kind of how it goes. And what happens is it, it, it's like uh, miscommunication, failure to communicate completely, just relationships going defunct, whatever. And, you know, we all just split ways and we're like, wow, but I like fitness. So I'll just start my own business and we'll just compete. And like, then we all try to kill each other. It's not cool. <laughs> it's, we, we need to stop doing that. Okay. Oh, it can In only general. be one. Yeah. This is ridiculous. So at any rate, I find all that out. Uh, and, and I'm at that time, same thing, reading Ryan Holiday. Like I was listening to Obstacles Way. It was like around the same, I'd say 2017, 2018. It was 2017 or 2018, right, right before I essentially gave myself like 90 days and went full remote ownership. So I gave these guys the keys to the castle. They ran the place. I operated the gym one hour a month and did that for 18 months before selling it to them for a profit. Like, and, and that all came out of like, okay, I hate being here every day. I hate working 13 hour days. Um, you know, obviously I have some relationship issues going on here. My business isn't stratified. Like I need to figure this out. So reading that book in, in the daily stoic, just to keep myself sane every single day led to changing operations entirely. We created a club system no other gym has done. And we did that successfully. We took our personal training from 2K a month to 7K a month without doing anything, like just a few changes here and there. And then you know, we just kept growing those services. We grew our nutrition program from ground zero, like absolutely nothing was going on before the pandemic. So now we've got a stratified business. And then I created better operating procedures as one should. So the, the, the thing actually operated without me. I literally was like, okay, what would I do? What would happen if I say, I want this thing to operate and create a revenue stream of 500K a year. So let's go for like, let's shoot for 500K. I don't want to be here at all. And the funny thing is, and I'm sure Scott can resonate with this too. It's like, when you know where you want to end up, it's a lot easier to get there. When you're just going into the gym every day and grinding out for 12 hours, or you know, you're hopping on your computer and checking your emails for 12 hours and doing social media and all that shit, if you're an online coach or whatever business you're in, if you're just operating day in and day out, you'll die. And you you do not have die. an you'll end burn goal. Out. Yeah, that's how people burn, burn out, out because there's no end destination. Like, yeah. where and do I even want to go? Another good thing about when in that 2016, when it all went to shit like that. Yeah. I'm like, I will never allow myself to be in this position yeah. ever again. And then I worked freaking hard and mm -hmm. I bet on myself. I spent money to learn the things that I didn't know. I shored up the weakness, yeah. I made it better and boom, 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 boom. But if I pulled the plug and got out and I just bailed, it mm -hmm. would have been bad. It would have been bad. And I would have been probably working a nine to five somewhere and hating my life. Like I was avoiding, you know, so you would have broke yourself. If, if we bring it all back and like <laughs> no when to hold them, no when to fold them. Yeah. What's, what's your advice? And I'll give mine. Yeah. So the, here's the, the best advice I've ever gotten for anything at all. And it comes from my buddy, Jay Williams. It's a hell yes or a hell no. After you run your worst case scenario. Right. And I don't know why that rhyme. I didn't mean for that to rhyme, <laughs> but like you, you look at the problem. So what's the problem, right? So where was I sitting? Half my revenue is gone. My main guy wants to leave. Okay. What's your worst case scenario? Worst case scenario. Um, I, I can no longer operate this by myself. I don't want to get dragged into this thing. I quit. I close it down. What happens? Okay. If I close this place down, then I'm going to be unhappy. Like you just mentioned, I'm going to be unhappy. I'm going to have to go back and get like my own job. I don't have to work for somebody else. Like, I don't want to do that. Can you survive that? No. 
I don't want to do that. Okay. Well, that's a problem. Can you quit the gym? It's a hell yes or a hell no. Okay. And, and if it's not a hell yes, it is a hell no. Right. And vice versa. So what I looked at was like, could I quit the gym and be happy with the nine to five? Hell no. Okay. Well, that's not the option. Right. That's all I did. And then I just ran it through the several scenarios. Okay. Worst case scenario, I go talk to my guy face to face. I say, why are you leaving my gym? What's going on? We clear things up, maybe figure it out. Maybe don't. At least I had the conversation, right? Worst case scenario, he quits, he leaves. Can I operate the gym without him? Hell yes or hell no. And I just went through these scenarios and got my head straight. So what I would say is this, take your problem, lay it out. What is your worst case scenario? Could you survive that worst case scenario? Would you be happy if that you know came to be and you went this other direction? It's a hell yes or hell no. And then if not, then do something about it. And then you go through your head, like Scott's saying, like, what's your strategy? Like, how do I change this? And you can literally say, like, just, just start by thinking of the end result. Where do you want this to be? Right? I won't allow myself to be in this position again. Great. Then what are you going to do about it? And you start to like strategize. And that's kind of the fun of operating your own business is that as an entrepreneur, you have the freedom to, you know, take and rearrange this jigsaw puzzle. It doesn't have to go in any specific order. There's definitely like easier ways to do it and harder ways to do it. But you have the opportunity to kind of like look at the big picture as the whole and say like, how do I want to rearrange this so that I'm actually happy with what I'm doing? And the problem with most entrepreneurs, especially in the fitness industry that I see, and you probably agree with this, is that they don't put themselves first at all. They put everybody else first. They put their staff first. They put their clients first. I'm not saying that it's necessarily wrong to put others before yourselves, but it's essentially that scenario where you see um, caretakers, right? Caretakers, they take care of somebody else. They put that person before their own needs and they literally deteriorate. I would go, yeah, so far to say they fall no, apart. That's, that's actually the wrong way to go about it. Like there is something wrong with it. And I know it comes from a, yeah. a place of being a good person, this and that, but that's not the way to do it. I mean, if the plane has problems and you're losing altitude and those oxygen masks drop, there's a reason why you put it on yourself before instead of your kids <laughs> yeah exactly like i and, mean and there's, that's... There's, a, there's a reason for it and it's the same mm -hmm. thing you have to take care of yourself and your family your business needs to serve that and yeah i am a boss who will lead from the front and who mm -hmm. does and genuine want to create amazing opportunities for people in this net but if you allow yourself to become a martyr everyone suffers you will be a shadow of a human being compared to where like who you should be and yeah. everyone will be worse off for it fact yeah, it, that that's a great point. What I meant was there's good intentions behind it. Yep. Right? Is it the right thing? Yep. Absolutely not. Are there good intentions behind it? Absolutely. I know you have good intentions. I know most of you guys are great people. Okay. As in most of you. Ask backwards <laughs> way to go about it. But yeah, that most, is wrong. Most of you listeners, yeah. except for you, you dickheads out there. Everybody that doesn't listen, you're terrible. Okay. Like, <laughs> spread, spread the word. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's uh, the thing, man. It's like, you can't fall into that scenario because as much as you think you think you're holding it together, that you're not allowing that negativity to seep out. It's seeping out. Everybody knows you're negative. Everybody knows when you're in a negative headspace, nobody, nobody is good at holding all that negativity together, especially if you're in a martyr scenario, because you are just bleeding internally. And eventually everybody's going to find out you're pissed all the time. Like you're just going to be seeping negativity. It's your aura. I'm not into this woo-woo shit, but it's your aura. It's terrible. <laughs> like Everybody can tell you're just in a bad space and they don't want to work with you. Nobody wants to be around that person. So don't be that person. 
And so, so my advice on holding it or folding it, um, it's, it's complicated, right? It's complicated. And sometimes you need time. The main thing is don't make a rash decision on it. Ooh, um, yeah. Don't make Sleep a rash on. decision on it. You need to weigh it. Cause sometimes it's just fear talking. Yeah. Sometimes it is, um, you have no, you can't pull the plug on it, right? Like if you got loans or personal guarantees, I just had a call with somebody last week. He's in a really bad spot. He can't get out of it without like losing everything. Mm. Right. So it's just like, okay, we got to make this thing work. Yeah. Got to make this thing work. Can you hear that? Your dog. Dog. <laughs> your, she's outside your dog your office. Like, she wants to come in and it's just, she's like, fold it, get off yeah. this podcast. <laughs> Here's my ah, advice. My two dog. cents, Please you dog. know, eat some grass and puke on Scott's carpet. That's exactly. what you should do. That's why we hopped on this late. Uh, I'll try and get through it without that awful distraction there. Minnie, shut up. Um, <laughs> sorry, guys. Uh, but yeah, so so it's, it's complicated. Give it time. Um, a lot of people do quit just before they, I mean, they're really close. The bottom yeah. line is, is you're going to have to go through shit. You're going to have to make a lot of mistakes in, in, in your path to success. And a lot of people, I feel, do quit when they're a lot closer than they think. Because mm -hmm. you need time to make these to 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 do everything wrong before you learn how to do things right. Um, yeah. So I think a lot of people do quit. That being said, um, you got to know when. Yeah, you got to examine it from a lot of different angles. Mm -hmm. You know, and look at it like, okay, if I got the business to this point, would I be happy? Would I love that? Mm -hmm. Okay, and if the answer is yes, would it meet my lifestyle needs and this and that? If it were ideal, my ideal business you might still want to work for that and figure that out. And you can do it. I've been there. Mm -hmm. um, versus if you have, if you're just totally done, um, make sure you're totally done. Make sure it's just, you're not in a really bad spot. Cause I was just in a really bad spot many times when I wanted to quit. And I'm just like, I would do anything to go back to my old job. Actually, mm -hmm. no, like you said, if I looked at like, could I live doing my old job and working for a lifetime? Like, Oh God, no. no, yeah, no, we, we've been, I remember training clients all day long. Screw that. Yeah. I can't, I can't go back to that. And if you can't, then you have to do something about it. And, and I think, it. you know, a, a, another option to throw in here is like, get an outside perspective. Like sometimes right. it's just, it's such yeah. a cloudy situation. You cannot see the forest for the trees. So mm -hmm. it's helpful to go to a coach like PT legends, you know, or work with a mentor and just say, look, here, here's the cards. Here's where I'm at. Like, what would you suggest I do? And they can see it more clearly than you. Cause they're That's not what we're talking it. about this. Cause I just had this conversation three times yeah. within the last week and a half. There's a lot of one stuff who just got down. served by a notice with their landlord that they're and they lock, they lock the doors. Like, what the hell do I do? Uh, you so know, another that's in a bad spot and has all the debt and can't get out of it. And then, you know, another one who's just like, yeah, my heart's not in it right now. I've got right. it. It's going good. It's passive, but this and that. And they're all very unique situations mm -hmm. that need unique approaches. But a lot of times, a lot of times you have more in front of you. The bones of what you have is such a freaking amazing opportunity. You just need to learn how to do one or two things. And that thing can be your dream business. You are this close yeah. sometimes and you don't freaking know it. You're right at the edge of that forest in the clearing and you don't know it because you can't see it yet. So that's great advice, Jeff, is talk to somebody about it. Who's been there, who's done it, who's come out the other side, right? They'll give yeah. you a perspective that you, you cannot have. You, you can't. 
There's no way you can see it. So you haven't had that experience, you know, and that's just the way mm-hmm. it is. But yeah, it, it, I don't care if it's a mastermind, if it's a coach, if it's a friend, make sure they're smart and they know what they're talking about. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, be careful. Yeah. I took the advice just, of some of the people that were older. Oh my God, it's horrible advice. So make don't, sure. Don't just go to your mom and be like, mom, what would you do? Yeah. And, and the same thing, like, don't go to like some corporate dude either. Like that is no, pretty yeah. high up. Quite often they don't have, they don't know shit about entrepreneurship either. Sometimes exactly. there's like the crusty old dudes who've been successful in, in one dinosaur business. He's smoking like, like a they're, cigar. Sometimes they're the, the, the worst yeah. ones to get advice from. Go to other entrepreneurs. Go to yeah. other entrepreneurs that are successful and have a conversation with them. So we'll leave yeah. it there. You want to take us out? Yeah, absolutely, guys. So uh, if you're in that situation, again, we'll just leave it with consider talking to someone, man, go to, like we said, a mentorship, a coaching practice, somebody who's lived through that stuff and is currently successful. These are just important points. If you're choosing a coach, those are things that we look for. Don't just go with somebody who's like never even, you know, bled in the situation that you're in. If they haven't dealt with it, they have no advice for you. Don't listen to them. Okay. Uh, All right, you guys. So again, Thank you so much for listening. Of course, as always, be sure to subscribe and drop us a five-star review. You can leave us a comment. Let us know some topics for future shows, uh, burning questions that you have, situations that you're in. We would love to get some more like listener engagement here where we can uh, you know, start bouncing those ideas back to you and maybe have a full discussion about it. You know, We never, we never know. So uh, other than that, we do have on July 28th, the Fitness Business Collective Summit is coming up, folks. It's coming up fast. We're posting content on social media right now. You guys should be seeing that stuff at this moment. So feel free to interact with us there. Here's the topics coming up that you do not want to miss. So first of all, Scott's going to be talking about how to make an extra $100,000. It's the big 100 uh, this year by bolting on high ticket transformation offers. We talked about that a little bit in this show. We've got my buddy, Joe Marcoux coming in with objection handling techniques that make you rich. Pair those two up together. You can close all these high ticket deals. It's insanely easy if you know what to do. Uh, We've got our team uh, over at VAs for gyms dropping time collapsing secrets that shave 20 hours off your work week. And they're going to focus mostly on social media, you guys. So if you dread social media, that's going to be good for you. We got uh, Greenlight coming in talking about how to scale to multiple locations by creating six-figure job opportunities. Huge opportunity for scaling your business. And then we got a marketing secrets panel. All of us coming together, there's four businesses, eight dudes, and a lot of experience going down with a big old Q&A session that's going to be a blast. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you.